And thank you for tuning in today's show of Verbal Assault live stream. I, I had to really think about this one. Um, there, we've got some fiery guests on, and we've got some guests that are having to throw some water in to keep the house from burning down. Uh, I'm your host, Marquis Devereaux. I'm at a weird angle, and I apologize for that. Um, but let me just adjust my phone a little bit because we got to get it right now. You know, I'm all about you viewers. So um, we uh, come to you on Spotify. We come to you on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Now, you know, you guys are um, our Facebook involvement is going up. Um, we're doing better on Twitter and Instagram, and that's all because of you. So check us out. We always take different clips and things like that and put them on social media. And, you know, I we you know, Cherokee Black and I did a uh, commercial yesterday on her rooftop. Of course, I felt like a 75-year-old man. Um, nothing personal to our 75-year-olds. But um, <laughs> I, I just felt sort of kind of out of it. But anyway, back to being into it. Um, we are also uh, listener-supported. So if you like what you're hearing, and the show is getting better and better and better, remember, contribute. Patreon. Twitch or one of the anchor platforms. If you're interested in sponsoring a pro program, please reach out to us. We have a new uh, sales team that is all over trying to, in marketing team that is all over trying to get things happening in that regard. So let's get to the program. Who do we got? We got Cherokee Black, YouTube personality. We have Kirk Adair, professor, historian, author. We have, uh, we don't have Ruben Marquina. I didn't notice him on the program and maybe he's going to join us later. So we'll find out. I do see uh, Mr. Brian Parker. Um, he is a student who has graduated from the University of North Carolina. He now works in hospitality. He also moonlights as an actor. Do not allow him to do his Trump impersonation because then the, we'll just start laughing. Oh, I we'll wanna just... hear. <laughs> uh, let me uh, say hello to Nyurka Inkarnasi Encarnacion. Her name is not Eureka. So guys, please don't call her Eureka. Please don't call her New Yorker. Please don't call her Euphorka. Her name is Nyurka. Okay? N-I-U-R-K-A. Um, eventually, Mr. Rob Arnold will be joining us. Maybe uh, we'll have Lustin Justin joining us soon. Um, my co-host, Mr. Samuel Kuch. And I also have a new guest, Sam Schwartz. Sam Schwartz is a socialist. He is a proud socialist. He believes that many of the problems that we have in the United States are because of capitalism. And you know what? AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is the new hot topic of the day. And Bernie Sanders, uh, Democratic Socialist, was almost president of the United States. Affirmative action. What is Black America Oh, That's today's topic. Um, I'd like to mention to you guys that um, we have an NFL president, uh, Roger Goodall. A few years yeah. ago, um, 
we had Colin Kaepernick, who is a biracial football player. He used to wear his hair in a big afro, and sometimes he wore it in cornrows. He started kneeling on the football field. He started kneeling to protest what he viewed as racial injustices. The audience got angry. The owners got angry. The president got angry. Everyone was angry. Why is he disrespecting the flag? Essentially, anyone who is Caucasian was not appreciating what he was doing. Now, Roger Goodall of the NFL, with people protesting in the streets right now, um, and mind you, the Patriots also, uh, their Trump supporters, they, they were not about this kneeling thing either. Roger Goodall says that the NFL supports the protests. Uh, he says that without black players, there would be no NFL. Brian Parker, is this too little too late? Uh, I don't know what it is because he just said a bunch of stuff. He hadn't done a damn thing yet, so I don't know what it is. Um, actions speak a lot louder than words. It's easy to say that once you were pumped into doing it by some NFL players that did a video the night before that basically told you this is what we want you to say, but there's nothing that really says that he got all 32 NFL owners to agree to that platform or position because I can damn well guarantee you that Jerry Jones down in the big D of Dallas, Texas, is definitely not going to be in agreement with what he said. Um, Hold on, my brother. What video are you talking about that was sent to Roger Goodall? Oh, yeah, he kept it on the hush. He didn't even let it get out there for the longest, but there was a video that you had Patrick Mahomes, you had Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you had several, uh, Saquon Barkley, you had several other uh, NFL players get together, and basically they did a video that basically said that the NFL needs to make a stand against systemic uh, racism and that they would like the NFL to say that they reject all types of uh, racism against black people. Everything that he said, they said it in the video verbatim and he regurgitated it. He did not just wake up on that day and decided, hey, I need to make a video. What actually happened was one of his employees reached out to one of the football players and said, hey, this is fucked up. We hadn't come up with a harder decision on this. So I need y'all's help to do this. And in less than 24 hours, they put out this video. Roger Goodell saw it and basically had to respond to it because one of his employees punked him into doing it. Can you I know, say, uh, that's okay, Cherokee. I was actually going to direct the next question to Sam Schwartz. Mm -hmm. This is why it's, it's, it's very important that you guys remain in place because this conversation is moving quick today. I wanted to direct, Cherokee, before you speak, I wanted to direct this to Sam because for me to ask a socialist, what is Black America owed? Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a rock star in Congress for those who are underserved. What is Black America owed? Why is this even a conversation? A lot. <laughs> um, a, a lot. And being that they're the, they're, uh, the most oppressed of society right now. Oppressed. Them and the Native oppressed, yes, by capitalism. That they, and uh, over for, for 400 years. And this is, but however, 
This is not going to be accomplished uh, to get back. First of all, if you want money, how are you going to do that? I mean, how much, how much, who's going to give up the money? How are they going to get it? We're not, that's not the way to address. But I Native Americans operated in trade. That, that, that's not the way to address the problem. The problem okay. is that we, we are, uh, all of us uh, that are on this program, pretty much on this uh, podcast, are part of the working class. And I believe, I do believe, and there's no millionaires here, right? No. And everybody has been depressed uh, and exploited to a certain degree. We all have. So if we're going to fight over each other uh, about how I'm more uh, uh, oppressed than you are, they've exploited me more. This one says uh, because of uh, race, uh, because of age, because of disability, because of color, because of whatever. That you're feeding into the ruling class. Society is broken up into classes. There's the two main ones, the, the one that's the ruling class, which is very small, and our class, which is like 90%. If we have to think in terms of classes and, and class and how to solve this problem of exploitation and, terror, and, and the way it now it, it, that the capitalist system has treated, in this case, black people. And they use that to divide up our class, our class, against each other. And that's how, that's, and it succeeded for 400 okay. years. Wait, there's, there's more. If you don't get rid of this system and this idea, this leading capitalist idea, which is the philosophy that we live under, if you don't get rid of this thing, thing completely, because it's the corrupt, it's, it's expiration date died long ago. Long, yeah. You're not going to change it. We, okay. we as the ruling, as the, as the working class, as, as the masses, I should make things that are in for our benefit that we well, need, I'm going, I'm not going, I'm based on the profit you. that the 1% makes. One second, I'm going to correct you. Uh, I'm not the working class. I'm the entrepreneurial class, which I believe that everybody should be able to go into business for themselves. A question that I asked Fine. you when you mentioned that Native Americans Fine. is, I said, uh, I was trying to ask you, how is the, the Native I Americans were... I, I'm sorry, I got someone speaking. I, 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 um, I was trying to ask that uh, Native Americans engaged in trade. They engaged in trade with the, uh, I, I, we're, we're gonna call them settlers, but that's not quite what they were. Um, Colonials. And, 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 then, and, then, and then I'm gonna, Cherokee, I know you wanted to interject, and then I'm I gonna want jump over to clear up what the, what the division was with the Kaepernick situation, because it had to do with it had to do with the military, you know, we being patriots, we, the, the song is being misused as something to, glor, you know, uh, to glorify athletes and all that, when the song is actually racist and was anti-slave and about killing black people running in the twilight. That's what's the issue and that's why the knee was taken. It was, it, it wasn't, White people did not understand what it was really about. They made it their issue, and they weren't considering what we were talking about at all. Well, I'm going to make a full disclaimer, and I've said this before. I identify as a Christian scientist. I am taught in my religion to follow the Bible, which says there can be no um, idolatry, Okay. Worshiping a flag is a form of idolatry. And I know in the Catholic Church, they've got the statues and the stained glass and the blah, blah, blah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't have any of that. I don't see any of that, and I, I don't connect with any of that. But Kirk Adair, um, you listen to Sam Short speak. You listen to Cherokee Black. Connect the dots here. In what way? What are, what do we? Again, affirmative action. What is Black America owed? Well. First of all, there has to be an acknowledgement uh, and a correction historically. Second of all, uh, you have to take a very serious look at the uh, covert programs to disempower black America. And uh, Shay Johnson had a very good podcast on that because he explained everything that started in the 19th particular. I mean, yes, Cherokee, it goes back to the 1690s, but, but um Shay Johnson explains the absolute step-by-step -step program that was started in the 1970s, culminating with uh, the three strikes throughout Clinton uh, prison for profit program, okay, which was written and defended by Biden. Biden wrote it, Clinton signed it, but yeah. Biden wrote it and defended it in the Senate like the biggest racist you could ever possibly listen to. Uh oh, uh oh, don't, don't throw Biden under the bus now because Samuel's going to get us. Samuel's going to get us. No, you have to, right. no, do your homework. Listen to his introduction in the Senate. Listen to exactly what he said when he wrote the bill and then decided to present it to the Senate. You have to listen to his introduction. Okay. All right. So, so in other words, we may there have has a to be there has to be educational programs put in. There has to be a restructuring of the program. There has to be a look at also the financial system in this country. Also right. the laws. Yeah, I mean because the the whole the whole structuring financially started under Reagan when he. It eliminated the middle class because they passed the tax law. If you make more than 20,000 a year, you're rich. If you make less than 20,000 a year, you're poor, which he eliminated the middle class. And it's really starting to hit home because people are starting to wake up to their tax debts, which wow. is ridiculous. Okay, uh, bef before I cede over to Samuel, because I know Samuel's got some good questions for today, Brian Parker is blowing up the chat room. But Brian <laughs> Parker has been silent. Come on in here, my brother. Affirmative action, what is Black America owed? Um, you know, and what purpose, what purpose does affirmative action serve? Black America is owed respect, you know. And how do we respect them? Well, you acknowledge that their existence is worth just as much as your own. You recognize the fact that uh, where you are starting, don't, don't interrupt me. When, uh, no, 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 he's agreeing with you. He's agreeing oh, with you. Okay, so I don't even, still, still don't, because I'm pissed off right now. I might misunderstand it. I don't give a fuck right now. Like, black, folks, black folks were not given the same opportunities. Um, kind of going back to something that Ruben said before, which is, uh, well, we can't go back in the past. We need to start from today. See, that's all that uh, happy talk bullshit. If you don't go back and look at what you did in the past, then you can potentially repeat it over and over and over again. Accountability. You need to understand where you came from. You need to fucking acknowledge it existed and it happened. You can't even get people to agree on that it existed and it was a problem. Well, now, what is, now what, is it? what is it? Are we talking about it enslavement is, it is, in it our is, history? It is systemic uh, racism, Jim Crow. 
uh, slavery in general, apartheid, all of those things happened. Stop feeling so damn guilty about it and trying to change the subject every time. Well, what about this and what about that? Okay, Sam, I'm gonna give this to you, but I wanna say to everyone on the panel, um, I do not want anyone to feel the need to be PC. If anyone doesn't like anything that's being said on this program as a, as a listener or a viewer, I suggest that you listen to something else. We're gonna speak openly and on, honestly on this platform, and um, that is the audience that we want. These are the people that, we, we want people that wanna have real discussions, that wanna be able to think. So if you're uncomfortable, it's good. If you're comfortable, go somewhere else, baby, because we don't want you here. We don't want nobody that's comfortable. We want people that are uncomfortable. We want people that are willing to make a difference. Samuel Kachiri, you're up, brother. Thank you, bro. So being a black man myself, or definitely identifying as a black man because I am mixed race. So I don't want anybody to get that. Don't let my light color fool you. Uh, since nice little shade of coffee you got there. Thank you. I'm also Native American. Thank you very much. Um, since we are talking about affirmative action and what is Black America owed, I would like to flip the question just for a moment. Okay. And please make sure you pull in our, our new guest, Sam Schwartz. We also have Ruben Marquina, who is on the program. And I don't know if Rob Arnold is here. His name is here. He's here, okay. but he has technical difficulties, no mic. Oh, okay. Well, a man with no, uh, we'll tell, we'll tell the brother to download the app on his phone. Okay. But go ahead. Go ahead, Sam. All right. Samuel. So, I'm sorry. Uh, Cherokee, if, um, if we believe that black Americans are owed something by the government in general, right? That's not a, that's not for a person personally. That is for, we just, uh, I just think it's about equality. That's we right. just want okay. equal rights. We want, we want the same policing. Right. of our people that that white people like you could blow up a bank if you're a white person and blow up a church with children in it and you're still taken in handcuffed you have a right to a trial that does not happen with the black community okay it does not it does yeah, not they're taken the down church. they're shot they get a knee in the neck there's all kind of things happening that without the video tape it can be denied now but stop for a second it stop. happens every day Cherokee. in america Cherokee. Cherokee, I want you to slow down and I want you to say again what you said because it's very important what you said. You said you can go and shoot up a church. Yes, it's true. And you won't receive a bullet. Okay, no, so can you're, you're handcuffed. The, you know, the, that, that boy that blew up the, um, the, 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 the theater. Um, there have been churches blown up with children in them. There was a school that little children were in class and a, and a boy went in with a gun and shot up the children. He was taken in handcuffs to jail and received the right to a jury of his peers. Now he'll probably never be released from jail. He might get the death penalty or something, but didn't die on the spot, which is happening all over America and we're not seeing it unless there's someone there to videotape it. $20 bill. It's a difference, it's a difference in policing. It, it the $20 bill, by the way, was not counterfeit. Somebody called the police on him saying that he had, a, uh, and 
he knew the cop that had the knee in his neck, by the way. They had a beat. So that's Listen. a whole different thing that probably won't even come out. So but, let's but, I'm let's... Saying, but what I'm saying is that policing has to be equal. Every, every opportunity that you have as a white person, we have the right, I'm Afro-Native, we have the right to those same opportunities. Okay. And that's not happening across the board in America. I, I, I just, I just want to add. It's not happening in some places in Europe either. But yeah. America's really screwed up right now. And it's not, and it's an ongoing disease. That, that, I, I, just, I just want to say, Cherokee. Columbus, the father of slavery. And you don't want to hear that it goes back to 1619 when people were stolen from their country and treated like less than dogs. You don't want to hear about it. But it's the fucking truth. Okay, I and just want to say- And we I, need to dialogue about it and talk about it so that this fucking country can heal. And Brian- and it's Brian not Parker, gonna heal with all this bullshit and rhetoric. Okay, Brian Parker is dancing right now. And I'm right sorry now. that I'm cursing, but I, I, and I don't- Don't do apologize, don't apologize because but, some things need to be okay. cursed at. I just want to say like Hillary Clinton's emails, I don't give a shit about the fake, a potential fake $20 bill. I don't care that the man used drugs. I really don't care. Um, I do Whatever. care that someone murdered him. That's what I care about. Sam, you, 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 I know you got more questions to ask. I just need to add that. I never asked a question, but, but Cherokee, thank you for your input. Narika, so, so the question would have been is, in general, if, if Black Americans are owed something, this is in general, this is not personal, this is not one person, this is a general statement. So then conversely, could you also say that uh, as a question like, um, are the Black Americans, are they contributing to society in general? Of course they are. As much as uh, they're allowed, as much as they're allowed to. Hold on, it's for Nureka now. Uh, oh, but what? <laughs> I, I apologize. That's all right. <laughs> the women are so often cut off that you know. Melanated, melanated humans are definitely contributing to America a lot. In general, I'm saying in, in general. general. Okay, because in I got general, problems. yes. Okay, go on. In general, oh. yes. I mean, you just have to look at all oh. of the uh, all of the small businesses. You know, um, go over on Harlem. They were actually destroyed after Clinton came to Harlem. Yes. So that's something that, that I took that I took note of. Um, and uh, and and just in general, yes, of course, we are contributing. Right. Since we're contributing, and we feel that we're not being treated equally, where's the breakdown? Um, the breakdown is in the justice system, and it just is it's, mind-boggling to me that in so many, it, going back to history, how we don't have the same justice, and people are being assassinated right in front of a camera, and then those police get away with it in the court system. I don't understand how people do not learn that it's not in the streets that they're going to get justice. Whenever these people go to court, their, their, their hearings are empty, and that's where the people should be. The people should be in the court when those people are having hearings to make sure that they're having a fair hearing, because if you're not there, they do it the way they want it. Oh, yeah, the police, their, their comrades show up and, and fill the courtrooms. Right, but, but not us, not the people. I get you. You, I get you have your own you're neighbor. Right. Who gets right. who gets arrested and you know that it's unjust, but you will never go to their courts 
to, to their core caring. Never. On the contrary, you abandon your own people. No. Uh, Sam, do you mind if I, I pull we're not Ruben letting. in? How about that? Uh, let's pull Ruben in because I'd like to ask what happens in another country. Um, we, I, from my understanding is that Mexico has an Afro-Mexican population and um, obviously Mexico has to deal with issues with their Aboriginal cultures, but what, um, how, how do you guys deal with this thing? Um, does your country have anything in place to empower Aboriginal or Afro-Native, Afro-Mexican Native peoples? I mean, Mexico wasn't built like the USA. Here we go. So uh, most Latino countries weren't. And although we have a class problem, of course, uh, pushed, you know, by the neoliberal and capitalistic system, which is worldwide. And, um, you know, I want to just share something about the brain, because as I hear all of our uh, opinions about who's right and who's wrong. I mean, we okay. can all... I'm going to give you one minute on this. One yeah. minute, and then I'm going to cut you off. Go ahead. Well, we have to understand that, you know, we all have implicit and explicit racial biases, you know? Uh, while research has shown that, you know, maybe conservatives are more scared of uh, changes and new stimuli, and liberals are more open to new experiences, you know, people who are liberals also tend to be uh, scared of changes that affect them directly. Now, and hold on. I've got a concern. I've got to cut you off. Yes. I've got a concern. You're a smart guy, but I'm yeah. noticing that I ask you direct questions and I never quite get the answer to my question. Or do you just avoid the race topic? Because it is... It is beyond the race. You know, we've talked about how we've been fiddle and how we have a, 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 a system that is, you know, pushing topics out there that pushes our buttons. I understand. And, 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 and you know, and these are techniques very, very old, you know, to play yeah. with emotions, I, to I open get you. wounds I get you, Ruben, but, and but get people on fighting. So but our audience is our audience is seeking that straight talk, and yes. in you being here today is valuable because yes. we hear about apartheid in South Africa and yes. we hear about land redistribution. Yes. We hear about Germans and in making apologies to the Jews in Nazi Germany and giving reparations back to those who were uh, maligned and who were killed and returning artwork and things like that. Yes. Right now, I'm asking a basic question. Yes. What does Mexico have in place for Aboriginal or Africans, a people of African native descent? I'm, I'm not hearing anything which I mean, tells we, me- we're not, we're not a divided culture towards race, you know, I can tell you that straightforward. You know, we okay. are, if, if, if anything, we're famous for being friendly and harmonious and happy people. Okay. Uh, and, you know, I can tell you about that. But Alrighty. I think the topic which I would like to participate, which is affirmative action, yes. you know, affirmative action, there is something about affirmation, you know, and I want to stress that you know, 
from all the negativity that it can be, you know, contained into that, those laws, because we're laws that were passed to soothe and level out uh, those who good word soothe, in soothe, soothe is a good word but it but 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 that word finding action, action you know how proactively you know my my you know my position will always be how can we proactively you know use these actions you know to not look into the past and i'm sorry i understand that there is a lot of sorrow and pain you can't move forward without acknowledging the past. We acknowledge it, but we cannot. But I, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry, no, but, but you know, the suffering, suffering and, 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 and bringing it in, you know, bringing it in and teaching sorrow. Okay. One okay. second. One second, Ruben. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cherokee, add a quick point. Accountability, responsibility for past actions will help the healing. Okay. It's about now, and moving forward. Okay, I'm going to pull it from you, Cherokee, uh, and then I need to give Sam a chance to ask a couple of more questions. Um, Bobby from Nassau County is silent. Kirk Adair uh, from New York City is silent. Um, who else Only do we because have? Because you haven't asked me a question. This is true. Um, we also have Sam Schwartz who are silent. When we hear affirmative action, one assumes that we're talking about African-Americans and many black people will say in America that it has benefited women and it has benefited the immigrant and it sort of puts a, an us against them. It also, it also um, now includes gays and, 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 tranny, and transsexuals. It includes a lot, it includes everybody who's under counted. Really? Well, then great. From the homo end, I better take advantage of that. But from the black really? end, I'm still screwed. But okay, anyway. that's cool. What's, but okay, yeah. um, Bobby, when you hear affirmative action, what do you hear? I, I think it's, a, it's kind of a paradoxical situation. And, and I say that from two, you know, two perspectives. I guess I, I understand the concept of it. But if, if you think about it, let's say I'm a business owner and I have an affirmative action program in place. And I'm not going to say black or white. I'm just, for whatever the program is, just in general terms, okay? And, and I am, because of that program, going to hire someone to work for my company that may be less qualified than someone else. But well, why would you hire someone that's less qualified? Because yeah, why would of you the do principle that? of affirmative action. The principle no, of affirmative that's action. That's not what it means. Get better education. So they, that would not that would not be the case. Well, do you know what affirmative on, action is? Yeah, well, it, it's, been used, it's been used. It's been used in the, for example, the university second. system. Certain certain schools have quotas to hire, you know, specific uh, minority populations, whether they're black or Asian or whatever, and and. The, the point I'm making here—they still not, have to be qualified, though. They're not less than because right. of what you're—they're not less than. They're qualified because they have the opportunity because of affirmative action. So let's 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 approach this question differently. Um, I use the word affirmative action, but if I said diversity, Nyerka, what would you think? Is it a positive or a negative? It's positive. Why? 
um, because uh, affirmative action means that you have to have a variety of races in your, Include, in your company. Right. right. That's, that's what I mean. And, and, and I understand where Bobby comes from because I, I've been working in corporate America since I was 15 years old. And um, I remember, well, back in the days in the 80s, they, there was, the economy was so good that they, the, there were a lot of staff. Like you never went to a store and it was understaffed. And cer certain people were taking just because not that many people of that race were coming in, but that person did come in and they were hired because they were needed to, to complete that um, affirmative action Quota. Guess, you're saying quota. quota. The word is you're looking for is quota. quota. Okay. So, and quota. that doesn't mean that that person was qualified, but it was like, oh, finally, we have one of a different race. We need to take them in. Okay. So I think so, that that's what Bobby was saying. Correct. So let me, so let me make sure, a quick disclosure. Uh, Bobby, if I may, one second. Let me make a quick disclosure. As a business owner myself, I have made a very, very conscious choice. When I was incarcerated, I looked at all the talent that was in the, uh, the jail. And I said, why aren't these people working? Why is no one hiring these people? Why are these people not being given an opportunity? I thought about black people. I thought about people where English was not their primary language. I thought about those that are physically challenged. I thought about veterans. I thought about youth. I thought about former drug users and Lord knows uh, even current drug users. You um, think a lot. I'm sorry? You think a lot. <laughs> I, 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 thought about, um, I thought about those who are underemployed. I thought about those who are GBLT. I thought about those who look like men but identify as women and therefore may say being a guy or being a male is not the skin that I fit it. I thought about the elderly and I thought about those who aren't able to speak. So that in my mind is diversity. And it's a shame that we should have to have a program in place that requires people to think about those groups. Um, Kirk Adair, I want to I want to let you have the floor. Affirmative action. What are we doing right and what are we doing wrong? Well, that's such a very broad question. I mean, it's it, it requires um, a revamping of the educational system. It requires uh, a retraining of the police, most definitely. Um, it requires uh, an adjustment in the uh, financial system. Um, it, it's very broad and it, it needs to be done immediately. There needs to be an immediate uh, acknowledgement. And as uh, Brian was saying, first of all, an acknowledgement of respect. Second of all, uh, uh, police oversight committees Okay, so that this kind of brutality and stupidity that they have been getting away with is immediately curtailed. Um, oh. There needs to be a peaceful protest in the streets. But the, does this relate to affirmative action? 
Yes, no, that's, I mean, Martin Luther King was affirmative action. They, yes. they were marching, okay? They were marching in Washington. Um, and the police were not handling it the way they're handling things now. But also at the same time, the, the deep state and um, the, um, the organizations that are trying to derail this, okay, so that they basically not to just enslave minorities, but all of us, all right, right, that has to be adjusted and brought out. That has to be acknowledged. The media has to be uh, brought in hand. The media has to be forced to tell the truth or prosecuted, because right now it's all hysteria. And, and yeah. it's, it's irresponsible hysteria that is being broadcast for a very specific reason of control. That's it, control. They don't now, Ruben, Ruben is nodding his head. Is in agreement with it's, it, there are distractions to keep us from They're what's really going on in the government Absolutely. and what they're trying to do to us. Okay, exactly. that whole one world order thing that's supposed to be a conspiracy. Yeah. There are things happening that we're that we're not supposed to know what's happening. And when we say it, they say, quick. oh, you're crazy. People have to be aware of Agenda 21. You have to be aware of their program. Yeah, everybody's okay. in denial. All right, um, and I know Sam has another question or two, but I, 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 wanted, too. I, I want to acknowledge Sam. And Ruben says he has a question. Uh, it better be a short. It better be a short one, Doctor. Uh, uh, go ahead, Sam Shorts. I know this. I don't have much time. Look. So here we have affirmative action, right? And there's a, a black person competing or one of those diverse people competing against the white majority kind of guy. Okay, one thing. So they uh, and he gets in and he graduates from college. Now there's a shortage of jobs, right? So he's going to apply for a job. Who is the owner? If, if we're talking about big companies, who is, who is controlling those big corporations? That's what I'm talking about. And who is going to hire? He's, right? If there's a white person and a black person competing for that job, right? Even, the jobs are already limited. You're competing. You're competing against your fellow classmen. Listen, listen. To give, to give somebody the right to have, you know, it, it doesn't mean anything. Because you okay, Cherokee, you, you have to give it to us. In the Who's first affirmative action, in the first affirmative action graduating class, were Clarence Thomas and a friend of mine named Edward Jenkins, um, a person I grew up with. They were the first chosen. There were twelve of them. There's a book about them called The Fraternity. Clarence Thomas is a Supreme Court justice who would never have had that opportunity had he not had affirmative action and been in that class. And he's trying to reverse affirmative action. That's exactly. insane. He, that you gave, know, exactly. he gave them Cherokee, the opportunity. Part of the system. Where is his gratitude? Cherokee, it's funny to hear you say that because it's like Trump trying to re reverse parts of immigration where his grandparents are, 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 immig are immigrants right. and right. his wife is an immigrant. Can't even speak I, it. I, it, it, it baffles me. Ruben, um, you no, said no, you no, wanted no, to no, ask. No, that's, much, actually, much, that's, much. that's a great that topic. Good, immigration. Hold on, hold on. I get too many people talking. Sam, you know, Samuel, give me a second. Ruben, you got a quick question? Yeah, I mean, so you, you, you brought up immigration, all right? So a clear example on how we all have implicit racial biases, you know, and this goes out to, you know, my black friends. <laughs> uh, how, Brother, did, this how did, how did, you know, when Donald Trump tweeted that all Mexicans are racist and rapists, 
I mean, that's a clear example of how people were like, turn their attention to that He's issue. He's a racist, so he doesn't As like- A racial, a racial, a racial, a racial comment, all right. But how many blacks, I mean, I'm not speaking about you guys, but how many blacks took that issue personal because on their first plane, the first question is, how is that issue affecting me directly? Where are these, you know, wet bags going to We're come and to steal my black. jobs? I mean, but that's the mentality of a lot of people. Okay, one so, second. So, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. So, I mean, okay, this, Sarah, you know, I bring this issue Sarah, in because this is, you know, this is what social experimentation does. Okay, social engineers have refined techniques to evoke emotions on people and unless we self-control and learn how to admit that we have to let go and just deal with our pain but not you know push against it with with, with force and violence you know everything goes to the drains okay ruben so, thank you cherokee black go ahead you wanted to add something quick I, I, yes, but that is so true. When, when, when um, Trump did that, the whole world, black, white, Native American, everybody was incensed by it. Of course, that emotions. That's our weak spot. Yes, <laughs> that's our, that's our weak spot in our brain. Look up amygdala. Please read about amygdala. Trying to stop that. What are you talking about? It's a call to action. Yes, okay. we're emotional. What are you talking about? We've been, it's about oppression. They're oppressing, he's oppressing your relatives. Yes, yes Cherokee, just Cherokee. I would like to ask you're you. Okay, okay, everybody's talking you know, at the same time, stop. Just, just my stop. question will be, just to, you know, I know we have two minutes, my question for Cherokee will be, so how will you take mo this movement, what is happening forward? What's, you know, what's the solution? to it. A, a magical one that will say, all right, please incarcerate whites who oppress on blacks, Latinos. I mean, what is the solution? I mean, okay. we're in a better state than a hundred hundred years ago and even Dr. Martin Luther King's period. I mean that's okay. better. Okay. Okay. And change okay. comes in slow it's a slow progress. It's I mean, taking too to damn long. That. It's taking okay. too long. This is 2020. I mean, how many million of people are Ruben, hold on. Ruben, you know, we, we speak about Okay, Ruben, you're being muted because it's important to let everybody be heard, okay? So what I am going to say is that in Cherokee, it, it's, it's, it's good to get emotional and it's good to, to, to jump in there. But if you're talking together, I can't hear you. So people that talk, okay, so bring it back, bring it back for a second. Now, Sam, Samuel Kachira, this is your man, this is your commander in chief. Ruben Marquina has said emotions, stirring the emotions, stirring the pot. There were good people on both sides. They're bringing their worst. She had blood coming out of her, I don't know what. He's always misspeaking. But then we have to look at people coming from south of the border and you put them in cages and you pull their children from them. So Sam, Sam Schwartz has a point. You're pitting classes of people against each other. Ruben asked a good question, okay? When they were talking about Mexicans, what did you think? The reason why Ruben is here 
is because I don't agree with that statement. And I needed our audience to know, how dare you call someone who happens to be Mexican a rapist or a drug dealer? That's right. Unless they've raped someone or they're selling drugs. And you know what? Sometimes people sell drugs because they're not being given other opportunities. Samuel Kuchera, the floor is yours. And we have about 10 minutes. Just like when Nancy Pelosi didn't like when, uh, when Donald Trump called MS-13 killers or something like that. And she said, no, they're all God's people and blah, blah, blah. Right? So They are all God's people. That's and right. They also, and they're also all killers, were they not? Okay, but, but here's were the they point. Not? Were they so not? Right now. Nancy were they not? Right now. Right now. Answer the question, I need everybody to stop talking. You need to answer I'm the sorry. question. Be quiet, no. everybody. The question is answered this way, okay? They are God's people. When you call yourself a Christian and when Trump calls himself a Christian, and, and, and I don't believe him, I think he's full of it. Brian? When you call yourself a Christian, everyone is God's people. You condemn the action. You don't condemn the people. You condemn the action. You don't condemn the people. Gotcha. Do so, not. So, do Devin, not. so Mr. Chauvin should not be condemned. Uh, so Mr. Chauvin should not Erica, be condemned Erica, from his hold actions. On, hold on. Sam, I can't hear. Go ahead. So Mr. Chauvin should not be condemned for his action. Is that what you mean? What would he, sh excuse me? He committed condemn the action, not Your the man. Your question makes no sense. You said condemn the action, not the man. Those are your words. I said you condemn the action. Killed a black man, and you're saying condemn the actions, not the man. So what? He should just we should just acknowledge we should just acknowledge what he did and then let him go. Samuel Kachiro, who on this platform today is condemning Caucasians? Who we're not talking about them. That's why. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are no, talking, talking about action. We, are, we everybody is protesting against racial injustice. It's not black versus white. It's not Democrat versus Republican. It's not rich versus poor. It's not socialist against Tea it's Party. It's everybody against systemic racism. Everybody. Who is, is not in agreement racism. with that? Racism happens the problem, the problem that I black. have, the problem that I have is that when we vote a man into office, you cannot feed that system that we're referring to when you call those people rapists and whatever else you called them, okay? Gangs exist in America. If you want to talk about MS-13, you should also talk about the Bloods and the Crips. You should yes. also talk about the KKK. But I believe Donald Trump people, talking about the KKK. Those people were not the flavor of the month at that time. At that time, it was okay. MS-13. He called well, it well, and he saw it. They were killers. Since you never when, answered the question, the KKK, since you never answered the question, Marquis, yes. they are killers. I'll answer it for you. They are okay. killers. So nobody has a problem with MS-13 being killers. Nobody's disagreeing with you, my brother. What we're, what we're disagreeing about is the man that you're voting into office called people who had white power salute signs and they're condemning black and brown people and saying Jews will not take over this country. Samuel Kachira, from what I remember, you're part Jewish. I don't understand how you didn't find offense to that. I don't understand. Anybody who speaks offensively, of course I do. But, right. But when he a supported like, those when people, a, when a statement those people that, support that, his platform, when a statement such as 
there are good people on both, both sides are taken out of context. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I, I don't really wanna go for the whole argument about it, but in my opinion, what he meant was in the, in the fight, in the fight, not everyone is bad. Brian Parker, I need you to add in because I don't think something is being understood here. Thank you. Go, Brian. Go, Brian. I'm about the uh, Charlottesville thing, though, Sam. He's trying to have it both ways. When And then when he's talking about the Mexicans, and, and Ruben, I, man, I, I don't know what happened to you, man. Because I was, I think I'm more offended by what Trump said about Mexicans than you. Because, okay. because when he said that about them, he was speaking into the cameras to a certain uh, uh, people. Demographic. Let them know I'm on your side. He sees you as the other, that you're coming here to take away jobs from people that feel like that the reason that America is changing is because it is turning brown. He no. believes that. And it's yeah. true. Yeah, America but you know why, why, why I didn't get brown. offended? Hold on, hold on. Guys, and I've got, I've got less than three minutes, Brian. Keep it short. i got less than three minutes. Yeah, yeah I'm keeping it short. But yeah, that's why I didn't want to go into dialogue. I'm just telling you. I took more offense to that because if he's saying about Mexicans, uh, why am I not going to think he's not going to say stuff like that about black folk? When, when you sit there and you stand in front of a camera and you start basically generalizing all Mexicans as rapists and murderers. Oh, he never I, said that, Brian. He never he said, said that. I listened to the whole speech. He did not say that. He I said it when he came down to the goddamn escalator, y'all. He never guys, said well, that. That's the reason I went to the speech. Guys, guys, listen, 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 you all have selective hearing. Listen, listen. Hold on. And that's listen, the problem. Do the research that New Yorker did. He never said that. Guys, there is a tape. He All right. Keep saying this. I'm going well, to. I'm going to. to okay. I'm, I'm going to. I'm, I'm going to, to wind down. I'm going to wind down, and I'm going to thank everybody for being here today because obviously it's a it's a subject that needs to continue. Um, I refuse to be in the mindset of an us versus them. I. Okay. Okay. You hear me? Yes, I can, Rob uh, Arnold. Um, you know, I just want to share a very quick story, and I, and I know we got about a minute and a half. I was in a story yesterday that was uh, run by a, a gentleman, I believe he was Korean-American, and the woman that was uh, dealing with me spoke Spanish. And, um, you know, I mentioned, they, they asked me to put a mask on. And I thought, the Caucasian man that's fixing the air conditioner is not wearing a mask, and the man that's in front of you is, is not wearing a mask. So I'm like, well, why is she asking me to wear a mask? Because the sign on the door did say to wear a mask. So I said, okay, and I put the mask on. And I brought this up to her, and it was something that she didn't have any time to listen to me say. Um, and at a certain point, I then said to her, uh, had to mention about my debit card that I was wondering if I had left it at the store. Um, and, and I had a conversation about the way that she had spoken to me, because I found it a bit offensive. Suddenly, she didn't understand what I was talking about. Um, and then when, in that moment, I realized these are people that would not hire me. And then the hostility between the Black person and the immigrant be became clear. I understood why some people 
have that thought process. I refuse to fall into it though. So I chose to educate them as best as I could. They did call me back and say they didn't have the card. So it's probably somewhere in this mess of my office. But uh, with that, you know, I, I really appreciate you all being passionate. It is very important though, that we don't, uh, we interject, but we don't talk over someone because you're not being heard. You think you are, but you're not. And the audience is gonna call us out on it. Okay, that's first of all. Second of all, um, it's important that when you disagree with someone that you're able to listen to them and understand them. Even if you don't agree, just understand them. We're going to get passionate. We, we're, we're not PC here and we're gonna use profanity and that's okay. But it's important to be able to listen. It's important to be able to discuss. If you're able to explain your point of view, then there's no reason to get angry because your point of view is gonna make sense. If you can't explain your point of view, then you should ask yourself why you have that point of view. That is why Verbal Assault live stream exists. Um, we're, gonna t uh, we're going to prepare for Thursday's episode. I wanna thank you all for being a part of the panel. Um, this, this, is, this is something, but we're gonna go lighter on Thursday because I don't want nobody burning my house down now. I don't wanna see no crosses on my front lawn. I don't want somebody calling me anti-Semitic or someone calling saying that I don't like people that speak Spanish. Anyway. Tomorrow's topic is business on the rebound. Has the government stepped up or stepped out? Okay. Uh, thank you, Cherokee Black, Kirk Adair, Ruben Marquina, Ryan Parker, Sam Schwartz, Nierke Encarnacion, Rob Arnold. Rob Arnold's uh, him and those technical issues. I'm telling you, you're like my grandmother and she's in her coffin with this tech thing here. And then <laughs> I want to thank Bobby, the anonymous conservative. Uh, please tune in on Thursday. Uh, we are Verbal Assault live stream. We'd like to have you contribute, whether it's Patreon, Twitch, or uh, one of the anchor platforms. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye.